0: Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratoc Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers.
1: Hey, how's it going? It's episode thirty-one. That Android show, August two thousand fourteen. It's the Baskin Robbins edition. Uh, that Android show, right? Um, oh, by the way, right. it's—I um, don't know what this means. This is uh, National Romance Awareness Month. Oh. So, is it? I guess you're supposed to be aware of the romance that you have. Or do? I—I I, I don't know. There's—there's—there's there's, <laughs> there's lots of, um, of of apps out there on Android. I don't know if they're accessible or not. Go uh, we'll try them out. Uh, let us know. Anyway, we have lots of uh, things going on uh, this month. We got some uh, mailbag and some insights from the summer shows, both mainstream as an IO where Anna went, and the conventions and other shows where Steve and I went. So um, stay tuned for all of that and a lot more coming up on episode 31. But first, the latest in Android news. And speaking of uh, those uh, conventions, actually, Google having a rather big presence at the uh, American Consumer Conventions, ACB and NFB, and um, spoke at both of them. The big uh, speech that's getting passed around and uh, is available online is uh, Eve Anderson Talk. Eve Anderson is, I don't even remember, what is her exact title? She's definitely like, she's one of the vice presidents, and she's charged uh, with accessibility efforts at Google. Much
2: right it's something like accessibility engineer that's her title but she's like the
1: person she's the evangelist corralling the troops and really trying to to turn things around for lack of a better phrase and she gave uh, a speech at the uh, the NFB conference in Orlando and to me I was there I, I did you know this was like you know I decided to wake up and go down to this portion of journal session and, and not a lot of substance, but do we expect there to be lots of, of substance substance in a speech like this? You know, it definitely a lot of uh, Google is changing. We're um, trying to get everybody on board. The culture is changing inside of Google. And we're starting to see anecdotal evidence of this.
2: Right. And just to summarize her uh, speech, I mean, it, it, it's not big on substance, as JJ said, but it's definitely worth a listen because it, it's a very sort of uplifting kind of speech. Um, she says that Google is trying to reach out to the community by attending conferences like the NFB and like CSUN. She is pointing out things that Google is doing to move forward with accessibility. For example, um, one of the things that was mentioned a lot during the Google I.O. convention was um, material, which is a way of presenting information visually and moving from one type of information to another. And she pointed out that um, This time, accessibility guidelines for working with material were published at the same time as the general guidelines for working with material. She also talked about collaborations that Google is doing with different universities and scholarship programs for people with disabilities who want to learn code. And um she also mentioned that new engineers who come to Google have to do an hour's worth of um, sort of training on accessibility. And they, there's also material on accessibility for developers and for um, engineers who work at Google. And they now have a full-time writer who writes about accessibility within the organization. So, I mean, she did end the speech by saying that there was more work to be done. But it sounds like Google is really trying to change this perception that Google doesn't care about accessibility. And they're not going to say what's coming. Other.
1: That means yes, none of these company companies are going to say what's right. in the next you know coming in the next year. No, they just yes. don't do that. Right you know and, and look, look at some of the the things that have come out over the past couple of months you know just the some of the updates to docks to hangouts, drive to talk back. we'll talk about that in a second you know there's i you know I, I think there's more the the movement you know if you have the the car rolling down the hill you know it it's really starting to accelerate now as it's you know going yes. faster and faster and you know
2: yes. yes
1: there's been these incremental improvements over time, but I think we're starting to see a lot more of that. And it's touching a wider variety um, of products.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Maybe this should just be called that Google show. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, but a lot of Android kind of, distra- it, it does stretch out into other parts of Google and then they are kind of all related. And that's what they want you to do anyway is to have the whole ecosystem. And, you know, that's what Apple does. That's what Android does to get you to buy in to the whole thing. But if you want us to buy into the whole end, we gotta, they all got to work.
2: Right. And what I liked about this speech is that in the past, Google has been very quiet. They work on accessibility. And like you say, things have been happening, but relatively slowly. And now they're, they're happening at a faster pace. And Google is, is trying to get out there and get the word out there about how accessible their products are. And they are moving faster at making changes. So it seems to be a more public. Sort of assuming of of the responsibility that we are going to work on this. It's sort of a, a commitment that they're making publicly, and so that that aspect of it I liked.
1: Now, to hmm. put things in perspective, there was a Google Rapid NFB, I believe it was three years ago as well, yeah. and I th- that was that would have been slightly before. I, I don't think we yeah that would have been right before we we started having a show. Right. But you, you know, I think we need to go back to compare that speech versus this one are we hearing the same things again or is it? you know, I, I think they're turning a corner and I know a lot of yeah, other I, people I think too. that as well. Mm. It's not perfect. Is that, is that a uh, resigned uh, no. reaction, Steve, or is that like a,
0: no, not at all. I mean, i they, they make speeches, but I'm waiting to see results. Now um, <laughs> we used to have, um, if you, if you go back to kind of last year, We probably had three or four or five talkback beaters in three months, but now they're quieter than that. So while they're making the speeches, the accessibility to me is in a way moving slower in some respects. And uh, as I said before we went on air, um, I still think there is a failing that that basic web views don't work. You know, um, in, in Facebook, you can't read your friends list. Um, if you go into your friends list, nothing happens. It just says WebView, talkback doesn't work. When you ask no. Facebook about it, they, they blame Google's WebView. So that's fixed so, in L. It is fixed in L, apparently, yes. That doesn't help anyone. I mean, if you imagine how long it's going to take for some people to get L. Oh, well, of course it's not. And and that's but, I mean, that's but, a problem.
1: It, it, it was such a deep-rooted problem, and yeah, it, it shouldn't have taken two and a half years to fix it should, yeah. have fixed it. it should have been fixed before so, too.
0: Don't, don't get but, me wrong. While I love Android, it, it's all right to make speeches, but we, you know we have to see results, and I, I don't think we're seeing results as quick as you know you're saying we, we are. We certainly don't get any Google representatives in the UK come to Site Village or anywhere like that. <laughs> you know, so they're not internationally doing it. But that's not to say you know that I won't carry on using my Android devices because I love them. But there are still things that basically don't work that should.
1: Well, let me jump down the sheet for a minute already just to mess up the order. You mentioned (laughs) the the new Talkback beta, and there is a new Talkback beta that came out. And one of the things that we have and many others have complained about since Android Show 1 and before is the lack of some sort of halfway decent keyboard support in Android. And what do you know? In the new beta, we now have keyboard commands for jumping between icon you know between elements and going yeah. to the home screen and back button, all that stuff yeah. you know obviously they Pretty need to add more and kind of figure out what are the best keys to use but that's in this beta round now And that's something we've been we've been hammering this
0: forever i certainly applaud them for that but um unfortunately it's one thing kids, i know
1: but you know i think it's a big thing
0: some people don't have the control key so that yeah they, they need they need to work on the the keyboard shortcuts but but um, yes, it's a great move. And the other really good thing about the TalkBack beta is the fact that you can tap on the side of the phone to um, cause gestures to happen, if you like. You know. So like, you've tried. How does this work? If you set it up, it, it actually uh, you tap on the side or double tap on the side of the phone, not not the screen at all, but actually the side of the phone.
2: Have you not tried this, Anna? I tried it a little bit, but I had the problem other people were having that.
0: You can set up the global or the local context menu to do it and various things like that. The only problem with it, as far as I'm concerned, is that they still work when the phone is locked.
2: Right, which you're walking around of, with the phone in your pocket yeah, and you're going yeah. local context menu. Draw, <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. And, <laughs> which know. is kind of silly, you know, that's just silly. It shouldn't, they, they shouldn't work. It should be like the screen, you know, when the phone is locked, you wouldn't expect the screen to work. Right, you try that's doing a, a, a simple a local,
1: thing. You would figure Beta yeah. 2 would fix that. It might yeah. be so yeah. Oh, definitely, I, it's I expect yeah. that to be fixed, right. But, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, so, but, but yes, it, it, the concept is brilliant because for people who can't do upright and down left and, you know, it's great because you can just tap on the side of the phone. So I we, feel you know, like,
1: and I, I get you don't want to tie up too many shortcuts, but I feel like you should have the option at least of taking anything out of lo- the local context or global context menu that some feature that you use often and attach it to any of the gestures instead of I just agree the five or that. six that are currently. I totally
2: agree with that. You know, that.
1: If, if, if you want. You know, one of the granularity things, or you know, or if you want, you know, whatever. If like you want selection
2: some, thing, or even you, to, you know,
1: even any of the talkback yeah. settings, toggles. If you want, you know, if you wanted to do yeah, speech reader, if you wanted to, you to do the, I would like to to attach a shortcut to the auto ducking because it works in some places and it doesn't work. In there others. is
0: there yeah. is some hope on this one because in in L developers are going to be able to add to the global and local menus. Oh really? Now, yes, really. So and that's one, one of the things, too, right? That's one of the things. That, yeah, that's one of the things I read on the nice oh, free list. Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: in that yeah. case, you know, a developer could take a talkback gesture and add it to to the LCM if they wanted to, or or do or, or the or the GCM, you know, whatever. So th- there is more flexibility coming. Hmm. I so I wonder say, what I I the could, use case for that would be. Yeah, that's Maybe that's an interesting thing. thing.
1: Yeah, or are you are you talking about like app specific settings, right? Like if you want to do Apps, verbosity settings, yeah, app specific settings. For apps that currently have accessibility, or even if an app has an accessibility menu, maybe they want to add that menu yeah. into the local context.
2: Well, that would be useful, like, for some of the um, speech engines, so you could um, switch voices or languages on the fly, maybe. Yeah,
0: I mean, hmm. Acapella, for example, could could add, you know, language switching or speech switching to the LCM. I mean, that, the big thing about Android is configurability and
1: customization, so why not? Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, let's just give
1: as many options as possible. and yeah. Make it easy. You know, the, the beauty, uh, the good apps, good programs that are out there
0: yeah. are so easy having,
1: to learn and have a million options to conquer if you want to go that route. You know, they ha- serve having put grounds.
0: my grumpy Steve hat on tonight, I will say that those fi- features fixes are, you know, are potentially really good.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely.
1: By the way, folks, if you, if you want to get the beta, you have to now go through the official, and this makes sense, it's the official Google definitely. beta process. Yes. So pretty much you have to make sure you're on the Eyes Free email group and then you have to click a link uh, from the beta page to join the beta f- while you're on that Google account. So if you, like me, were subscribed to Eyes Free on an address that's different from what's on your phone, you need to be on Eyes Free on the same address that's uh, on your Google Play account. You can set your email to no mail as and you won't receive the messages, but you yes. need to be on the list that way. That's a standard operating procedure for any beta uh, the flexi beta. I don't know why I'd be bothered, but it is the same way, and so and there's others as well.
0: Have you so. kids seen the new audio boot beta as well? But we won't talk about that. eh? <laughs> Even that's a, a complete a, pile of mess. I'm call but, you uh, sidetrack, Steve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not, not, that I'm any better at it. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay. You were saying about betas, JJ, and all that, but uh, yeah, there's there's a new audio boot beta out as well.
2: So how is the new audio boot beta? Well,
0: now nah, you might as well just mention it. <laughs> um. Bad. <laughs> um, Why? It's, it? It's, it? It just doesn't work with TalkBack. You know, you go into browse, and, and unless you've got KitKat, uh, TalkBack is stuttering, and you know, and all this, because it's refreshing the screen all the so time. So don't update Audioboo? Um, don't update. Well, you, you have to now, because they stopped. They've got Audioboo 3 out now, I understand, and they've stopped Audioboo 2 working, I think, so you, you might have to update soon.
1: Doesn't that annoy you when apps do that? WhatsApp every so often is like, this app has stopped <laughs> yeah. functioning until you download a new version.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well uh, whatsapp for me keeps saying you, you need to pay in a, a few months and i just say remind me later go away
1: <laughs> and it just lets you use it for free you don't want to pay 99 cents for the
0: <laughs> no cheesecake. just say remind me later and it just goes away and remind you in a month again
1: <laughs> it's romance awareness month and i don't think you know you're gonna have to stop being so stingy
2: <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to embrace and oh. um oh I like a know. bit of embrace. Um
1: <laughs> it's also and I, I should have mentioned this Steve. It's it's also free it's also admit your happy month.
0: <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm very happy. <laughs> and <laughs> and ever, ever since you could yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I'm all right. It's all your so fault. you know, perhaps okay, g- you know I, of I don't,
2: updates. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of updates. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I don't usually subscribe to the random people's musings and opinions on Android, but I mean, but but I, I do respect Marco usually in his opinions because he he's one of the, the developers for accessibility on Firefox, and and he knows his stuff in general. Yeah, he's not always I don't always agree with everything he says, but he does he does least to look at least Andro- look Android for more than three minutes, and you know, this yes. rubber off. and he did an update like to his. Yeah, he did an update yeah. to his post from last year, and they look. I I looked at Android a year later, and almost everything that I complained about uh, is fixed. And he's now been playing with it quite a bit again. And you know, I, I, in I'm, fact, he's I,
2: doing like a thirty day. He he locked his um.
0: His his wife took his iPhone away.
2: His wife took <laughs> his iPhone, so for thirty days he is yeah. stuck with Android. Yeah. So basically, on his when he did his re, you know revised revisit kind of thing. He said that the gestures were working better. Anna believes that his gestures are working just as well, but he's not expecting them to be iOS, but that is an editorial. But <laughs> he says that the gestures are working better. And he also um, has said that this, the OS has improved enough that most of his bummer points are no longer the case. So he listed originally four bummer points in his revisit and um based on comments that he got and feedback from the eyes free list three of those bummer points went away so now the only bummer point for him is that the gallery isn't accessible in the stock android experience though as others pointed out it is in samsung devices um yeah. but
1: still that's that's legit that's a legit point
2: that's a legitimate it complaint is. yeah yeah yep. and you know I also respect Marco Z, and and, um, so I'm not bagging on him just to be obnoxious. But I do think that you know he's an advanced iOS user, and so he knows all of the tips and tricks and and the little mysteries of that uh, OS. And whereas he's probably a beginner in terms of Android, he knows the basics, and so. I think a lot of his complaints are, are the complaints anybody who's new to an OS um, would make, and so I'm glad that he's doing this month long thing to really learn Android. That's a very yeah. Android. I mean, when you
0: when when he said about the calendar and you you told him about Agenda View, didn't you, Anna? On on screen? Yeah, three. Yeah. So um, I mean, he he, he did updating on he? the
2: calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, so, I, the only thing some people find difficult with the calendar is, is the kind of date wheel and time wheel, you know, things like that, you know, uh, the way that you have to, you know, go by, go to dates and things like that when you're entering appointments. Some people still find that difficult, I think.
2: Yeah, some people find that difficult. I use the calendar a lot, so it, it really doesn't seem like an issue to me anymore. And I don't rem- mm. I mean, I do remember that I struggled with it, mm. but I don't know, so um, I think people need to just kind of stick with it a little bit.
1: I have a question. Yeah. When I get an alert that says, that Android show, 2 p.m., and I see snooze, dismiss, I can't swipe right or left to get rid of those, and I can't double tap on either one of those to get rid of them. What am I doing? What should I be doing?
0: Well, really, I don't know, but certainly in my S5, um, if I press dismiss, it does nothing, and then if I press the home key, it's gone.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you're seeing that you're so, pretty much seeing the same thing. because when I press dismiss. Yeah. yeah it doesn't dismiss.
0: Happening. Yeah. So how do you That's dismiss what, an appointment yeah, so now?
1: It's the same issue.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm trying to think. I, I I think I just double tap dismiss. I think it does work. But now that you're saying that, maybe I double tap home on the.
1: Uh, do you have to double tap on the icon?
0: You got to tap dismiss, but then you can you just tap the home key and it's gone. I think the idea, JJ, is that you dismiss the appointment, but the appointment still stays there while you want to read it, and then as soon as you dismiss it by backing out
2: actually of i think button, that's true because when i open it you it know. disappears so yeah, i just open it? it i think yeah. that's what i do that's okay. yeah
1: okay yeah. but usually when you like anything else when you sit dismiss it yeah dismissed. it goes
2: away hmm. The, yeah.
0: I, the iOS I read it, it, does. i'm not
1: gonna hit dismiss yet i'm gonna read it first yeah. and then i'm gonna hit dismiss
0: yes yeah. Yeah. yeah ios does that but but android doesn't so the appointment stays there until you actually you know take it out of the foreground it Android used do
2: that. to do that, but it, it it I don't think it does yeah. it anymore. I'm fine with it I saying on my it calendar, on it.
1: but it, mm-hmm. if I hit dismiss, it should be like, all right, thank you, we reminded you. Yeah, no, you, I agree. Move yeah, on. Yeah. I've yeah, never seen any other part of Android that works that way. It's really weird.
0: It's true, yeah. and and it's no, the same with alarms, isn't it? You know, you dismiss an alarm.
1: I'm sorry, I need to. It's it's admit your happy month, and
0: you know. I need to... <laughs> <laughs> Admit you're happy.
2: You you really like the fact you can't dismiss your appointments because then you're responsible and you'll show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, after 34 years, I finally started using a calendar, like a regular. I actually have my computer, my iPhone, and my Android. They're all since they all sync the Google Calendar nicely.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm finally doing this now, and yep. I've reinstalled uh, to Text, which I don't remember if I reviewed on this show, but I uh, had that. It's an app I had for a long, long time. Yeah. It's a great app. And mm. just lets you uh, manage a to do list via your Dropbox.
0: Oh, that's cool. Can you tick them off, though, as done? Yeah, when you, you've done it, you can, you,
1: you, have, you, can alt, you can have an option if you'd like. You can either just delete them or you can have them go to done.txt.
0: Cool. Ooh. Cool.
1: And then, of course, on your computer, you can just edit the file in Notepad. Yeah. And on your Android or iPhone, uh, I believe the Android app used to be more accessible. I'm not sure what ha- about the iPhone version these days. You can prioritize them. You can date them, or whatever. There you go. And this has been another Android app review. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Joe can't say I didn't do one. Um, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> well. Speaking of apps, we have Eloquence has had an update. Yep. And one of its features is that you can import JAWS dictionaries. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So have Tough either of you done Jaws. this? <laughs> Actually they're eloquence dictionaries from
0: Jaws, right?
1: Is that yeah I know. But the so same
2: thing. Yeah. Same format, yeah. So have either of you done that? No, Not only Jaws,
1: but I've, i well I I saw that people were posting up Jaws dictionaries and bringing them in. So I mean I support mm-hmm. an, anything that has a a format that's, you know that you can do across platforms. It's definitely a cool
0: Do you know I I I didn't realize and, and you two were probably way ahead of me on this, talking of dictionaries, um, that Google TTS Reads out all the emoji now, not not just on the keyboard, but when you're reading it back. You know, if you're reading Facebook and somebody sends you a frowny face or a smiley face or a sad face, Google TTS reads it all out. Uh, eloquence oh, I I, I must, must that. not is that new? yeah, uh, it must be because I didn't know that.
1: Eloquence must not be doing that yet. Then
0: no, um, and, and acapella doesn't do it either. So I wrote to acapella and said, "Can we have emoji dictionary, please?" Um, because uh, Google TTS is doing it and it's doing it well. Um, the other th- the other new thing to me about Google TTS is that if you're reading a tweet or a Facebook entry, now God knows how it does this, it says hashtag, right? So if mm. I say you know hashtag um, uh, Google I O twenty fourteen or something like that, it actually says hashtag. However, if oh, you go wow. into I if you go into O I Notepad or any Notepad and you type in the hash sign, it just says hash. Right. I don't know that's yeah. sort of clever, that is. That's very good, yeah. And it's only Google TTS that does it. So Google so, TTS is getting better. Wow. That's, it yeah. really is. Oh, and, yeah. and, the,
1: and the keyboard itself has emoji support now too, right? It the does, Google, definitely, the Google yeah.
0: Definitely,
1: yeah. Um, which is cool. The Samsung keyboard had that, but again, you know, good to yeah. have it on the stock. Now, is that coming for Eloquence? I know they've made some dictionary changes to support Unicode and things, so are they going to add emoji support? It could be, could be. But Seems like um, they, you know they, they're really responsive. I'm not sure if it's been suggested to them. Probably have talking
0: of talking of emoji support as well. There's two ways you can bring up emojis because you can press the emoji button, of course, but you can hold down the enter key and that brings oh, them up. I as Oh, I didn't well.
2: know about that. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah,
0: or the return key as it calls it. <laughs> but um, yes. yes, yes, you you can you can hold that down and that will bring up the alternative keys and then you get emoji as well. Alternative characters. So yeah, and and Google Keyboard is getting really good, I think, really responsive. I don't know what you guys think. I would love
1: a voice dictation gesture.
2: That would be nice, yeah. S- something quick and easy. Because mm-hmm.
1: you can find it. You find the voice. Because uh, when you do it in Google Now, it will recognize that you stop speaking really quickly. But when you do it in voice dictation it pauses for a few seconds. You kind of have to, it's usually near the bottom half of the screen. So they tap to pause or whatever. You find that. Well, you can like
2: use that. the back gesture to, to stop it.
1: Yeah. You can. Yeah.
2: Go. So as soon as oh. you finish speaking, you okay. just do the back gesture.
1: See, that's, that's why you collaborate on these things. And of course I have a back <laughs> button or, or, you know, soft <laughs> key, so yeah. Okay. Perfect. see, here we go again. There's always ways. I love <laughs> well, it. Well,
2: and speaking of the keyboard, another uh, nice change on the Google keyboard is that we now have accented characters. So if you hold your finger on a letter, um, you'll get a little square with options. So like the A has like 10 options. There's no. the A acute, A grave, no, A micron, not- A circular, A blah, blah. You know? And... um but even like if you only have one or two numbers that you want to type, if you hold your finger down on the top row of keys, one of the alternative characters will be a number.
1: I will say oh, I, I, see. I love yeah. my number
0: row on my S5 keyboard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I I, very I, I like having it. Yes. I well, agree. you can
0: get that by doing PC mode on the Google keyboard.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Good point. Absolutely. Um, the the problem can.
2: with the the one thing that really <clears throat> annoys me about the keyboard is that so like I use um, I set it up for PC layout, so I have my number row, and I'm very happy. But then if I decide to use a Braille display, once I disconnect the Braille display and and go back to the default keyboard, it'll um, go back to the standard keyboard rather than yeah. the usb mm. keyboard and it just drives me nuts
0: and i noticed just because i love cider uh, tracking jj loves it i noticed also in in braille back now you connect a oh, braille she display. You. you're good yeah <laughs> um braille back now if you press any key do you remember do you remember anna that if you pressed a key on the braille keyboard and you hadn't set the hardware keyboard it would just go wouldn't it you know these yes. loud beeps do you remember that
2: Yes, now, yes,
0: yes. Now, if you press any key on the input key on a Braille display, at least on mine anyway, my ESIS, it brings up the dialogue. Do you want to select the Braille keyboard as a hardware keyboard?
2: Yes, and that's very nice. And that's really like nice. That very so where did yes. that update
0: come from? Because there hasn't been a Braille back update. <laughs> no. So it must have been,
2: no, uh, you know, in yeah. the operating
0: system.
1: Well, yeah, because yeah, cool, it?
2: it really surprised it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 See
1: that, that That's the intuitive stuff. That, that's really cool. So the Google keyboard with the updates recently, how is the responsiveness of it versus the Samsung one? Are they pretty equal?
0: No, I think Google's better actually. I've got the Google keyboard on my S5 because I prefer it. Um, the Samsung one some, seems uh, just a I'll little bit laggy. It's a little bit laggy. Which
1: well, the Samsung, well it was less laggy than the Google keyboard of yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, but the Google keyboard you know.
0: now, now okay. the, the, you know, it's really worth a look because it's even on the Moto G which I consider to be a slow phone. The Google keyboard is, is really quite quick now.
2: Yeah, I find it really yeah. responsive. And another nice little thing is if you have, say, a double L, some sort of double character, you used to have to, say, touch the L and then kind of slide your finger over to the K and then back mm, to yep. the L. Yes. Now you can just tap the L twice, which is nice.
1: Yes. Perfect. So there you go. And, and of course, even if your device um, has some other built-in keyboard, like the Samsung one or some other one, you can get the Google keyboard from the, the Play Store. And uh, yeah. you can, you know, so it's uh-huh. not, you don't have to have necessarily have Android 4.4 4 or any of that. You can still so work, should Beautiful. work back to the way back point, I would think, especially on 4.1. I don't really think of anything with 2 anymore. I don't, I don't even
2: think 4.0 anymore. I, I think 4.1, no, yeah. 4. 1, 4. 1, yeah I,
1: I mean, if it works 4.1 and above, then, then we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, this has not applied to Steve, I know, but uh, we got a, a new major update for Nearby Explorer, which is the GPS app from APH. That I am absolutely in love with. I know I've said that several times. There's map exploration in this version, which is cool. So you can do the whole touch screen map thing and move your finger around. Sometimes it's the little things, so, though. So you have this main screen that had about 20 different items. Every data point, right? Near uh, street name, street number, direction, GPS slash. You know how many satellites, longitude, latitude. So that's you Got there's a lot of different things, and a lot of times you don't need half of those. So now there is an option that you can choose which ones to display and that makes it really useful. So pretty much you can get everything you want on the screen uh, without having to scroll or anything. So that makes it a little easier uh, when traveling. And there's Mm -hmm. also newer maps um, as well. So that's a free update for anyone who has uh, nearby
0: and always fun to play with. Tell you when we get it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I think it's only available in U.S. and Canada, right?
0: Yeah, they're cutting off their noses despite their faces. They could sell hundreds of them around the world.
2: I I agree. I agree. You
0: know.
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean, the way I've understood it, like, if it was an easy thing to do, they would have done it by now. Yeah. yeah. There's some things holding them back. Well, the easy way would be to to allow you to flip to Google
0: Maps, wouldn't it? You know?
1: Yeah. Well, they need to get maps for other countries.
0: No, I'm saying the the easy way would be if they use Google Maps, Mm -hmm. you know, you could get it worldwide.
1: They could do you it that ahead. right. They could use Google yeah. Maps. They would have to. Pr- yeah. They would have to code that in. They don't have coded yeah. in support for it currently. No. So it's like I said, it's not a five-minute fix. It should be done. I agree.
2: If you wanted to try Nearby Explorer, the cool thing is that the Play Store seems to have updated its refund policy. Now this yes. isn't official because it's been reported by a couple of the. Um, Blogs like uh, Android Police and GreenBot, but it, there hasn't been any kind of official Green announcement. <laughs> Don't get romantic on me, JJ.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: Not in public. <laughs> so, back in the day, the, the three of us we have been around with Android long enough. The um, You had tw- 24 hours to refund an app. Yes. Which was awesome. And then they changed it to 15 minutes. So for us, this was a major buzzkill because basically the only thing we could do was check to see that the buttons were unlabeled, you know, or labeled.
1: Right. Or if you at least had something.
2: Yeah. So you had to kind of madly play with the app for a few seconds and then down, uh, you know, uninstall it. But the unofficial report is that we now have two hours to refund a nap, which I think is beautiful for accessibility. I mean, yes. for us, we have time to play with it, to find out if it works for us, for That's sighted a fair people. Time.
1: Definitely
2: yes. fair, but it's even fair for sighted people because some apps, as one of the articles pointed out, crash a lot and they don't crash for the first 10 minutes. You know. So this way you get a sense of how good the app is. I think two hours is very fair.
0: Yeah, one, one cautionary note about this two-hour refund because I, I did this purely because I was curious and I knew that I didn't want a refund on this particular app. But last week I bought an app, so I bought uh, Uber Check-in. So I installed it and I started playing and I went back into the Play Store to check and I had a refund button, okay? Then I onto a second device. So I've got it on one phone, I'm happy with it, so I installed it onto a second device. As soon as you do that, you lose the refund button. Um, and I wondered what would happen, because what happened if someone got a refund and then installed it onto a second device, but they're clever, see? Because as soon as you install it on more than one device, they assume you want it, so the refund button's gone. So yeah. just a word Well, that's of good to
2: know. That's so good don't right. think, oh, I'll that get does, my that, that S5. That a lot of
0: sense.
1: But
2: it yeah, does make
0: exactly. a lot of sense. But don't, don't start thinking, oh, I'll get my S5, which is on 4.2, and then I'll get my KitKat phone on 4.4, and I'll see if the accessibility is different. Don't do it <laughs> if you yeah. if you think you might yeah. want to refund. that's That's all, really.
2: <laughs> no, but that's a good thing to know. That's good. Yeah. On the horizon, we also have a fascinating app from Tesco, Steve. And so... This is a Google Glass app, and the idea is that you can shop by staring at the barcode. And so you can have the item put into your shopping list, presumably if you're shopping online, or you can stare at the barcode app to get, like, nutrition information. The developers say this is not something you would want to do every time. Uh, like for every single item. But really, when we shop, we don't get into nutrition facts or or anything else for every item. It's just new items or items we're thinking of trying, that kind of thing. Now, for us, this is fantastic because braille labels don't exist. And I I can imagine myself walking down the aisle and grabbing boxes and bottles of things and Um, you know, holding them (laughs) in front of my face until I found the barcode. I think that would be fantastic.
0: I was going to say, grumpy Steve time. It depends on how quick it takes you to find the damn barcode. Can you imagine standing there holding up a cue down the aisle, you know, holding this thing in your hand going, where's the barcode?
2: (laughs) Well, the barcode is usually, this article said that it's, they're usually in the upper right hand corner. My experience is it's usually near the bottom or the back. Okay, um, right, so bottom, back.
1: Getting... Yeah. Top, right, top. Yeah. You just left out left and right.
2: <laughs> well,
0: well, but the they're, thing they're is. Get... No, they're they not, not consistent. I'm telling you that. They're
1: often, I mean, I sell barcode scanners. They're often on an end, um, but sometimes they are on the sides and sometimes they're on the, the big sides of boxes.
0: So, can you imagine, JJ, how long would it take you to find a barcode with a pair of glasses? And that's why. And obviously,
1: I have a bias here, but that's why I use a actual barcode scanner. Yes. There's yeah. th- a thousand scans a second versus yeah. phone, app, uh, phone cameras yeah. and things. No, yeah. if, we get, if cameras and glasses ever get to the point where they can scan as fast as a barcode scanner, then I'm, I'm on board yeah. with this. I mean, I, yeah. I, I want to see this work. I, I would yeah. love to do
0: it. I do, but I don't think it'd be practical for us at this stage.
2: Well, no, not at this stage, but you got to start somewhere, you know. Especially in um. Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <laughs> have you been in Although Tesco? I can,
2: <laughs> I, we don't have Tescos, but I, no, I've I heard that they're like Costco, aren't they? Aren't they, they big warehouse places? No, no,
0: no, no, no. They're no, they're not. No, they're, no, no. they're supermarkets.
2: Oh, they're, like oh, got Sainsbury's,
0: it. or yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like it's some sort of lab Tesco, where like they just found all these like you know laboratory type <laughs> products, and they bring them out and they know push them on you guys and figure out which ones work
0: i've got to keep up my grumpy steve reputation but i don't think it's probably ready for prime time for you know blindies walking around with their white canes in one hand and you know their glasses and looking around trying to find a barcode and people are going hang on i'm trying to get to the the beans you know
2: well you know another application would be that prostitutes could you know have barcodes on their shoulders Well it it is romance
0: month of course
2: well, yeah, <laughs> and so that way, you know, we could uh, find the, the, the free we could.
0: from the paid. Did you say we in, in the sense well, of frost No, well, I think it's of time to go to break, there. folks. Sounds <laughs> like it, doesn't it? We've
1: got a lot more coming up on episode 31. I uh, was speaking to lots of blind people walking around. Uh, some talk from the conventions <laughs> coming up. But uh, Anna went to a bigger convention than... The blind conventions she went to. Yeah. Oh, La So we'll talk about that and mailbag and much more. Stay tuned. Looking for the perfect gift for a loved one with vision loss? Elegant Insights Braille Creations offers a distinctive collection of jewelry and accessories, all handcrafted, made in the USA, and embossed in crisp, readable braille. Find us on the web at ElegantInsightsJewelry.com or call us at 509-264-2588. Elegant Insights Braille Creations. Jewelry and accessories with a tactile twist. Welcome back, to episode 31, that Android Show. Uh, we are here celebrating this is National Peach Month.
2: I like stones.
1: <laughs> stones? What's that to do with peaches? Yeah. The peach I think stones. stones in
2: them. Yeah. Stone oh, up oh, up stone It's
1: okay. fruits. Great to know.
0: Nothing really you say about that.
1: <laughs> so when I went to Google I.O. Uh, a couple of years ago, this is to be the worst segue ever. They had this huge uh, snack bar area. They had all sorts of things like, you know, gummy bears and wasabi peas. I don't remember, though, if they had peaches. Anna, Ooh. you were there.
2: Well, you know, I was there this year. This year, things were done very differently. And um the year that you and I went, JJ, things were Uber organized. And this year they were a little more chaotic. Cop hacks. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> so I went with a friend of mine who's an iOS geek, right? And so she was the sole person there with her little IOS phone. And um <laughs> so we of course we show up and I had trouble registering <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. So um it was kind of a self-service kind of thing, but we we got it worked out. You could um, enter your information into a tablet, which did not have TalkBack running. But the check-in process was easy, even if you had trouble, and they had a lot of people there to be helpful. So we checked in the day before, and then the day of the conference – there was a problem with the line. I know it sounds like I'm whining, but I'm trying to share the adventure, right? So there was a problem with the line and the line was moving very slowly. It wrapped around the building almost two times. And um To get into the keynote? To get into the keynote. Yes. And but the cool thing is they had people wandering around with free coffee, like good coffee, and free donuts. And um This is the, so, wait, this
1: is an upgrade. We did not have this.
2: Yeah, so you know we're standing there in line, and you know not moving, but eating coffee and donuts. And we gone um, back to donut, have we? <laughs> <laughs> <It's>,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, they should two, have.
2: They should have served L's, whatever the hell an L is. <laughs> Lollipops. <you
0: know>? <laughs> Lollipops.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, so we're we're in the line, and of course there are some protesters out there. Oh and, yeah, um, we saw them. S- some protesters were people wearing, like, Darth Vader masks and handing out flyers about independent developing. Um But there was this one woman and a guy, and um, the guy had his little drum. He was actually a very good drummer, but very... And she was going on about, you know, poor... People, the elderly and the disabled are getting booted out of their homes for Google employees, but we weren 't really clear on what exactly was it a specific um, complex or what she was just kind of going on and on so anyway the the line was just crawling along, and the keynote started, and half the people were were still outside and so um, people started turning on their devices and streaming the keynote <laughs> and of Wrong. course. From, you know, as we're standing behind the building by the dumpster eating donuts, you know. And so, eventually, the line started moving. I guess somebody realized that people who paid 900 bucks a ticket are getting mighty cranky out there. <laughs> you know, why was the line I'm not moving? Do you figure
1: out why? What's going no, on? No,
2: it was just moving really, really slowly. And finally, How it started How hard is to walk in a room? I know. I know. I know. So... You know what? Forty minutes into the keynote, I'm finally in the building, but you know, I was near the back of the line, so I was standing. A lot of people were standing, and um, and <laughs> and about two thirds of the way through the keynote, the 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 protest. It sounded like the same woman that had the guy with the drum, you know. So they stand up and they start protesting some more, and they're they're saying that you know the CIA uses killer robots developed by Google. <laughs> And so um you know all the geeks in the room stand up and start taking pictures of her <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> instead of you know being concerned or anything so she she was escorted out both of them were escorted out and the the talk went on um so after the talk it was time to go to I the various if they pay presentations bucks for that
1: for that protest. I
2: know. That's what my friend and I were wondering. Did they actually pay the money to do that? You know, I, I the, that is commitment to right. your cause, baby. Because that's, that's, that's a you lot of money. Out, you're,
1: you're kicked out of the conference at that point.
2: <laughs> oh, completely. Completely. So, after the talk, you know, the the, uh, the keynote was supposed to go on for two hours, but it actually went on almost for three. And so, what I they remember. did this... <laughs>
1: for no good reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it It just went on. I
0: did enjoy the bit though in the keynote where one of them said "Oh, the other company have taken five years to allow third-party keyboards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: Both the keynotes this summer were weak. Very weak. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. Little, uh, yeah. Compared, so to the, the compared to the Glass the- demonstration from a couple years ago. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. I mean, this that, was but. definitely a, a developer-oriented it's um, convention. It's a, it's a
1: developer conference.
2: Exactly. And so there wasn't a lot of flashy, glitzy, blah, blah, blah. The highlight was that the, the next operating system will be L, and it'll be out sometime in the fall. And they're going to, one of the, the features they touted was what they're calling material, and it's, it's um, crisp images, it's um, transitioning from one image to another, or one screen to another, this kind of thing. You, you know, I, in terms of consumers, that was a big thing, and another big thing was the wearables. So, um, attendees received a watch, and um, I got the LG.
1: Didn't you get two watches?
2: Yes. Well, the other one's supposed to arrive sometime this month, and that is the um, Motorola. Accessible? No. So basically what the watch does is, you know, at first I was really annoyed, and I I still am, but there's a part of me that kind of thinks, well, maybe for us it's kind of pointless, because you know you're wearing this thing that really does look like a watch and it's a little bit bigger um it's it's maybe two inches by two inches five centimeters by five centimeters but because it's got kind of a wide band it doesn't seem huge (laughs) and so um, but it's definitely not a very femme watch you know it's it's not so basically this thing shows you your notifications and you can swipe them but you know There's no spoken feedback, and when I do things on the watch, I don't hear talkback speaking on my phone. But like I said, the the more I thought about it, the more I wondered how useful that would be, because, you know, uh, unless I'm in class or something like that, I have my phone in my pocket, and it's talking to me all the time. It's saying, you know, you got a text message from blah, blah, blah. Remember your calendar appointment, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that's basically the information that would show up on the watch, and um, so I don't know that we have as much of a need for it, though, though I really, 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 really want an Android phone that I can wear on my wrist. Because I think, for especially for some GPS stuff, I think that would be a lot more practical.
0: Talking of that, Anna, exactly that, I got for my birthday a BEM wireless speaker band.
2: Oh, now, tell us about it.
0: It's not a smartwatch, okay? Mm-hmm. What it is, it's a Bluetooth speaker in a band mm-hmm. on a strap. Mm-hmm. Okay, And you put it on your wrist, as you would a normal watch. It's chunky. It's certainly not mm-hmm. feminine by any manner. Mm-hmm. But it's it has three buttons on it. And the buttons are basically previous and next, if you want to play music. And the middle one mm-hmm. is answer the phone. Or if you uh, double tap it, you bring up Google Voice. And okay. uh, you can speak to the watch, because it's got a built-in microphone. So you can mm-hmm. speak to the, the the thing without getting the phone out of your pocket and say, you know, what's the time? So you really have got... A smartwatch for the blind if you want. Mm-hmm. You know. And um maybe um I haven't no, got it in the room. En-
1: did someone have to enable accessibility or how to did-
0: No, 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 no. Accessibility is on the phone, JJ. It's purely a Bluetooth speaker. I see. Right. So the Bluetooth speaker you wear on your wrist.
2: When you tap the Google Now button and say what's the time, are you hearing the watch speaker, your phone speaker, both?
1: The watch speaker. Because it's again okay, yeah. I missed yeah. This. it. It's a Bluetooth speaker. It's a
0: Bluetooth speaker. That's all it is. It's <laughs> nothing more, nothing less than a Bluetooth the, uh, than a Bluetooth speaker. And, and if it. I'm a bit, if I'm a bit more prepared next time, and you want, I can demonstrate it. But the, the thing how is, much, how much is it? Thirty-five pounds. It's about fifty bucks.
2: Oh, about fifty dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, and and it's really cool. Angie bought it for me for my birthday, and I love it. And what so I do is, do you I take,
2: use it regularly.
0: Yes, I take it to the gym with me. And oh, wow. when I go on a machine, I just double tap the button on the speaker and say, set a timer for 15 minutes. And it tells me when my exercise is done on that machine.
2: Oh, how wow. loud
0: is it
1: compared to like, loud? Phones?
0: It's quite loud. It's louder than your phone. Um, really? So you know, yes, you can hear it in a gym. It's probably two watts, um, but it's quite loud. So probably um, it's pretty the,
1: close to like, like one of the if, smaller ones, like the sound pods if, or something if, like that. If
0: you imagine the Tiger, but with no bass you know, because there's really no bass in it, but there's a lot of treble. So you can hear talk back easily, you know. Is there a headphone jack and on it? No, that's, I mean, that's that's a criticism I have heard, but the battery life is tremendous on that thing. It lasts about a week. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: a small form factor, if it's just on your wrist. I mean, it's a it is, of-
0: yeah, it is. it is, And as I say, I can either get it for a bit later in the show or I can demonstrate it next time. But yeah, it's, it's purely a very chunky watch-like thing, and it's called the BEM, B-E-M, a wireless speaker band, and it's superb.
2: Well, I think that for our purposes, this may be actually a better solution because you know this is fifty. This bucks is a smartwatch for the know. blind. Yeah, this yeah. is <laughs> that's
1: true. <laughs> you know, yeah. And does it really have media like controls, it. or is it just the one button? Or? Yep,
0: yep. You you got the middle button. You just tap it once to play music, and you tap the up down buttons to go previous and next. And if you hold down the up down buttons, they do volume. Well, so it's a bit look, like the we tiger go back again. to nearby again or whatever <laughs> your GPS
1: app of choice and. Sometimes it's just not very easy to hear it coming out of your phone. And you don't yep. really want to do the Bluetooth headset. You can do the aftershocks, that's another option. But the wrist yep. is a really cool idea and it's not covering it your ears. Yep. So for a yep. GPS app while you're walking.
0: Yep. And I've used it with GPS and it's great. Oh, it would wow. be cool if
1: one of the GPS apps would add um, media control support like Blind Square does.
0: Yeah. And Blind Square in fact supports the BEM directly. So it uses the BEM while the speaker bands, buttons, which is really oh, cool. Wow. Because that's wow. how I found out about it. I saw, I saw Ilka at Site Village, but I'll go into that a bit later. Um, he, he's the author of Blind Square. He was there, and uh, he he showed me the BEM, and it's fantastic. Wow.
2: Well, that actually might be a, a better way to go with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that that's that's our good. Right, that's our smartwatch. It's a lot cheaper yeah. than a smartwatch as well. So yeah, I didn't definitely. see any accessibility sessions because none of them were streamed.
2: Okay. Well, that's because. I O did things a little differently this time. There were some talks that were held in rooms, and these tended to be for really hot items. Like, I'll tell you about a really stupid one in a minute. But for the most part, what they did was they had this big, big space, like a big ballroom or something like that, this big open area. And every, let's say every eight feet, there's a table set up with an overhead projector type thing. And so at each table is a presenter. And I think that what they were going for was, you know, if I'm a developer and I know I want to go to the talk at 11 and I know I want to go to the talk at 1, I've got an hour to kill. So maybe if I see something on an overhead that draws my attention, I'll just go to that and so, so, it was a very um noisy gotcha. kind of thing, so accessibility so every, had one of these yeah, accessibility had one of these setups. they had fifteen talks in total, actually, I think they had seven um and you know repeated uh, you know on the first day and then again on the second day, and then there was one that was held by the um access for all people on on an app that they have so Two of the accessibility talks were similar to talks they've given before, but they were similar in ways that were interesting. For example, um, Alan Viveret did a talk a couple of years ago about using helper codes to make custom views accessible. And so he gave basically the same talk, but what was interesting about The talk this year is that they were not helper codes that developers had to go look up and download from over here and incorporated over there. It sounded like they were part of the framework now. So it sounds like it would be a lot easier for a developer to make their custom views accessible because they don't have to go find this extra information and do this extra research. There were talks on Chrome, and the new features in TalkBack. And so in talking about TalkBack and L, I want to go back to something we mentioned earlier. So one of the most exciting improvements in TalkBack is that at this point, TalkBack can only see or read one window at a time. That's the best way I can describe it. And the thing is that sometimes we have like a window overlaying another window. And I, I suspect that's what's happening when we have web views that we can't deal with, like in the Facebook app. So at this point, TalkBack can't really deal with that. That, that's why these windows aren't accessible and we need to find a way to work around them or ignore them or just not use that functionality. But in L, TalkBack will be able to read those two windows and, and you, TalkBack users will be able to move from one window to another. And so it sounds like, this web scripting really has been integrated into the the operating system and TalkBack will be able to take advantage of that. You know, th- the talks themselves, I'm not a developer, but they didn't seem all that technical. So it felt like, you know, developers would be getting a general idea of what to do, but then they'd have to go do their own research. And, and I mean, in an hour, that's all you can do. There were plenty of examples. People were able to ask questions um and they could the attendance really... like
1: when you' were at
2: um the first day uh there seemed to be more attendance, but I would say it was maybe fifteen people, ten to fifteen people, and then the second day, attendance was a lot smaller it you know code factory was there um there were a couple of students there. But there were, most of the time, there were one or two um, developers for mainstream apps or for companies that were interested in exploring accessibility.
1: Hmm. Did you happen to talk to any of the mainstream companies or figure out who, you know, any apps that were being
2: you know, I know I did, but I don't remember because it was it was a while ago. But I, I remember there were a couple that, of people who were there who said that you know they worked on accessibility for the iOS version of the app, and they've gotten requests for Android, and they're looking into it. So I think for that reason alone, it's really important for us to contact developers, even though they they don't respond as quickly as we would like. They they do listen. <laughs> So the attendance on the talks wasn't great, but it it wasn't bad. I mean, the first day it was actually better than on the second day.
0: It's a shame, though, the vids are not up on YouTube, isn't it? Because they were for the last talks. Yeah,
2: it would have been nice to have them up. One thing, I I, I like to listen to the questions people ask afterward and, you know, to the little private conversations that happen because I, I find that I learn a lot from them. And it sounds like... Google now has more employees working on accessibility full time. It sounds like in the beginning, accessibility was probably a side project for a lot of people, um, something that they worked on part time while doing other things. And now it sounds like that people are working, more people are working on it and more of them are working on it full time. And my impression was that the developers, it's not like there's one team mm. that works on accessibility all the time and they just sit around talking about things like TalkBack, you know? Mm. Um, it sounds like, say, there's maybe the framework team has one person whose job is accessibility. And the people who work on this other aspect of Android has a person on the team that works on accessibility. And and so it sounds like the accessibility people communicate with each other, but it also sounds like there's somebody on, on a lot of the important teams that, that deal with that. At least that was my impression. Let's see. Another important uh, thing, uh, improvement to accessibility, is that we'll now have um, contrast for low-vision users, contrast adjustment. I think they call it negative colors or something like that. Or color no, inversion, already, I don't remember. Already in Samsung and, um, phones. But <laughs> pardon?
0: <laughs> it's already in Samsung phones. They got there eventually, didn't they?
2: Right. Well, actually, yeah. and that was one of the things that was mentioned. I think it was in the keynote that Google thanked Samsung for a lot of Information. They didn't specify, but I have the feeling a lot of what they got from Samsung was the accessibility stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, another improvement in accessibility is um, color adjustment for people who are colorblind. And I think that this ultimately helps um, the vision Wait a minute, back, back, I mean, How does that inc- work? If you can't see color,
0: well, why do you need to well, color adjusted? <laughs>
2: Well, the, the thing is this. So if I'm looking at a bar chart or something, some, you know, yeah. graphic of something, some a lot of times they'll show something with colors that, you know, if you, like one of the places where I work is an over-the-phone interpreting company. And mm. so on the website, they have a, if there's high call volume and they really need interpreters, they show a green area. And if the call volume drops and and they don't need interpreters, so people you know can feel free to log out if they're contracting, um, that green area turns to red.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah.
2: So if I you know Jaws does not detect that at all. If I were colorblind, I I might see the difference in terms of a different shade of gray. But depending on the type of color blindness and whether yeah, the colors yeah. are dark or light that might not be very. I saw of know, see. I was sort of being flippant, thedded.
0: but you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that'll that be useful for, for that. Let's see what else. I think that's pretty much it. My friend and I um, stayed at a... You know, we were trying to do things on the cheap, so we stayed at a cheap hotel, and we had this guy who liked to party all night, so he kept us up all <laughs> night long. And so Jeez. by the second day at, at IO, I was, we were really, really tired. <laughs> <laughs> but th- the conference overall was, was good. Um, I think that... Google does put uh, time and money into accessibility. I think it is important. I think the company still doesn't, you know, spread the good news to all the other departments. I was talking off air about a presentation I attended with the education people, who, and they did not mention um, accessibility. And and I think that was a horrendous oversight yeah. because, you know, te- teachers are required to use tablets in some schools And teachers don't have the time to do substitute work for things that an app does. And so um, I I think the education department needs to get on board with the whole accessibility thing. But but it it was a good conference and it was exciting.
0: I think this is true of, of, I mean, not so true now because um, obviously Hangouts has now improved. But I think that's yeah. true, uh, been true of cross departments in Google. You know where some yes. things have, buttons haven't been labeled, so they haven't been talking yes. to the accessibility people. Yeah, um, I think that's getting better now. I, I did um, too. Um, there seems
1: it, to be some disconnect on the iOS apps sometimes too.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. You
1: know the yeah. Google Shopping Express app just came out, um, and some others. You know when new apps
0: come out.
2: IOS hangout I'm being
0: told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool.
2: Well, so that's my my experience at IO at I.O. Tell you watch, me. About, you got two watches.
1: No phone. I got two, two, watches. Two, watches. two watches,
2: I know. One for the left hand, one for the right. Right.
1: Yeah. Sure. And you have to find a spot to put that speaker watch when you get one of them. The <laughs> of <things>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: put that in the middle. Okay, and so ben JJ, tell us <laughs> tell us about your adventures this summer.
1: So I'm going to actually um, talk a little bit, and actually, um, I'm bringing Joe.
3: We
1: we'll wake him up. Joe, are you awake?
3: Uh, d- d- yes, yes. I've been following <laughs> along everything. Yeah, actually, I was yeah. playing with the emoticons on the keyboard. Thanks to oh. Steve. That's a question <laughs> we get a lot, actually, in mailbag. So thank you for actually touching on that. You're yeah, welcome. there you go.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe um, actually had to work at the NFB convention and was at uh, the <laughs> Every leading. Every convention, me, it uh, seems like he he became the ad hoc uh, head of the AT trainers division meeting. And as a part of that, I ended up doing a presentation and really was trying to learn quickly because it's not easy to cover all of this, but uh, on some of the recent Google developments and especially with Docs. And we were showing off some of the improvements uh, that were uh, being done in, in Docs. And then um, we come to find out, and I was not aware of this because well, I'm blind, that we actually we had Google representation uh, in the audience there
3: performance anxiety would have been really bad if you'd known.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> that's Roger Benz that's the name I've seen a few times now and um yep met him also at the ACB convention he came by the booth and we had a nice little talk and do you know what he does he's on the docs team Joe or
3: Yeah, uh I believe he floats across a good bit of the access team and I had a good conversation with him at the Google booth in uh NFB and that's how he knew about the uh, AT Trainers division meeting in which you spoke at. Uh, And so he was there and had very nice comments to say, and in fact made a comment, uh, was listening very actively, which I think also says a lot about Google. You guys were talking about awareness and a little bit more forthright in coming to the party. Like Anna was alluding to earlier, Google's a very large corporation, and like any large corporation, apple microsoft amazon what have you access uh, is one of those things that is becoming more and more uh, a part of the forefront certainly maybe not everybody listening to this show but a good number of blind individuals know about the knfb reader controversy and then of course the apple resolutions and uh, google got kind of sucked into that a little bit, too, because there was a bunch of people saying, well, if we're going to make everything in Apple accessible, it should be accessible in Google, too. And, you know, I I think it was really neat that a lot of these companies didn't necessarily address or step away from that, but there were companies at convention that were very forthright. Uh, Uber was there and talking about Android. Uh, Odin Mobile was there. I have seen some talk about KNFB Reader for Android, which uh, should be very interesting because they're able to do, well, they were able to do a lot more with the camera app and Android until iOS 8. And I can't talk too much about iOS 8 because uh, I'm a developer and still under NDA on that. But there is uh, a lot going on. And by the way, before anybody writes in to resources at serotalk.com, when Anna and the team were talking about TalkBack beta and L beta, those are public betas. So the information you heard is not violating any NDAs. I wanted to get that out there. It's the no, producer. Google me.
1: does not really care much. Yeah,
3: it's it's not the same. I think what was interesting was that there was more conversation of Android again. Humanware talking about Android and demonstrating Android during their presentation. Uh, hims talking about Android and demonstrating that during their presentation, uh, uh, eBot and other products coming to Android. And Google so, had a booth. At Google had that one. They only booth were there for was part there of the time year. at
1: both conventions. It's interesting that they were there for portions. Was Google there anything on Braille, guys,
3: in uh, Android? You know, there is a lot of Braille displays coming need, with support. I know the Vario, uh, which is no, seems was, to be I was, I was what everybody what did, was talking about. This convention uh, was well. Oh, no, I haven't heard. Anything did Google say anything
0: no, more about BrailleBack because
3: BrailleBack hasn't well, been updated for said about
0: a year? Was
2: that they hadn't yeah. done any new work on BrailleBack? Duh. And that they don't, uh, have anything immediate going on. But one of the comments that the presenter made was that they were thinking about, they weren't sure this is a thinking about it kind of thing. They were thinking about, um, incorporating Braille back into TalkBack so that they would uh, update it more often and so on. Um, would be a good so idea. that would be an excellent idea. Um, it
3: would be good because maybe know. you could stop speech and just have Braille. Because yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The way the two kind of work mm-hmm. right now, that's, yeah. that's kind of and a, they
2: and um, it's not like you can use Braille back without TalkBack anyway. So. Exactly. But the we also want
0: grade two. We also want grade two input, which is but we want Absolutely. better grade two input than iOS is sucky input. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, yeah, and you should be able to use TalkBack and
1: Braille Braille back <laughs> as yeah. separate yeah. services and yeah. you know, do all that.
3: Yeah. And Aless is still talking about the Android app. Uh, I think that's becoming more of a reality. We've heard a bit more about that through various channels. Tap Tap C is promoting. In fact, yeah. I saw Tap Tap C promoting at yeah. yeah. AER. So there's definitely Android apps coming about from names because some people are saying like, you know, well, I would consider Android if uh, Voice Dream was there or this app or app X yeah. or Y mm-hmm. or Z. In a lot of cases, there are apps that are already doing a lot of that. But it is it is nice to think that there might be a barred mobile. Uh, yeah, we, we, want, we want Solara, line. don't we, Joe? We want I, Solara, well, yeah. don't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, you know those, those guys haven't put up an update for iOS in a while. Um, they haven't. No. Maybe a Blind Racer, or you know, we've already got Audio <laughs> Archery. We've already. I got, have no
1: time. I'm playing Dice World. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: so much of my Twitter that is the new deal space, and and I don't do dice, but I am so hooked on that. I think it's called Pig, you know, where you just roll the damn, d- oh my gosh. I yeah, hate that, that, that That's the simplest game oh. on there,
1: requires no mental... Uh,
3: What's exactly, it
2: called and that's what makes it addictive. I hate that.
3: It's Pig on iOS <laughs> 1, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if King of Dragon Pass is then? accessible, but that, that's a big iOS app, and that came out for Android this month. There is a little bit more continuity between app stores uh, starting to happen, and mm. uh, a bit more in the way of you know, what we can use. And I think what Google was doing because they were, you know, so shortly after the WWDC talks is they're watching what's happening with what Apple is talking about with continuity and a lot of stuff we already had like that by like Google now syncing across devices. And now this is what Apple wants to do with iOS eight and Mac and the like Android Wear was kind of a disappointment because I understand that it doesn't really have Speech or sound or something like that. it's going to need some third party connecting in order for us to kind of sort of use it. I was listening to your conversation about the watch and the watch band that or the um speaker band that Steve was talking about, and I was thinking indoor mapping. Yeah, I don't have to get my phone out, and if I could just get alerts on the wrist, that would be super cool. yeah, uh, there I mean, was a lot have. of accessories <laughs> uh, for the show as well. The other thing that I saw was a lot yes. of competitors trying to compete with Google glass. I mean, this was the summer of the head cam, you know, or cam or this company or that company trying to get a camera on your head thing out there to compete with what some people are saying would be good for Google glass, which would be an instant mobility aid. Something we talked about after the Google IO demonstration years ago that we saw a future in that here, you know, and I think really what, Inspired me was that Android at both conventions is kind of a thing you will run into. There isn't this, you know, vendor shouts out, who's using Android? Now, there may be a handful of people, but it isn't dead silence like it used to be, or it isn't, it isn't just me. I've that <laughs> right. in done that yeah, in a room, totally. at least once well, or in twice. in the trainers like, room, there was like five or six of us with S5s. Yeah, and I that that's literally becoming the new blank. Okay, I know that, that happened to me Android. before.
1: I'm like the lone person, and like everyone just yeah. looks at me weird and laughs. Well,
3: laughs. I say to people
0: now that if you know if you're looking for a, a phone, either a Google phone like a Nexus 5 or the S5, and and the S5 is almost preferable. Because of the way you can move around the home screens and, you know, create folders yes. and it'll tell you what rows you're on and
3: things like that, you know. Well, and that flies in the face of what we've said on this show for years, which is really does, interesting, yeah. is that skins are evil, to stock. And in certain mm-hmm. ways, the, the touch skins that existed
1: is, at the time were evil. This is a yeah. good yeah. skin.
3: Well, TouchWiz now, I I kind of get used to it when I have to use my Nexus and, and I go, oh, yeah, the, I'm in stock. I can't, oh, I forgot that isn't there. And it's fragmenting the user experience in a way. The same way it happens in iOS, to be fair. Uh, if I pick up my iPad Air versus my iPad 1, I have to remember that voiceover doesn't do what that does over there. <laughs> I'm going
1: to tell this story, and it's a comparison story, so anyone who hates comparison stories, sorry. But I had a customer talk to me, and they said they've, they've tried them both, Android and iPhone, and they switched over to Android because the multi-finger gestures on iPhone were, did not mesh with their their physical abilities. Yeah. And Android has those queer, the weird angle gestures. I'm not always a fan of them, but most of the Android gestures are one-finger gestures. And a lot of these two-finger taps and three-finger taps and things like that were proving difficult for them. So I, I found that an interesting antidote. The, the ultimate the solution is to be able to customize in the way you want. That would be the, the, the end-all game to this. But.
3: Sure, but you throw in Zoom to the mix, and it makes it even worse because you have to remember which ones are three finger and which one are two finger. Yeah, you know, some three definitely. fingers go away in Zoom, so if you're a low vision user, you're I try really to do a
1: two finger swipe right on my iPad. Like, Why is it not unlocking? Like,
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: three
0: three fingers for that, and it's two on. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. I've done that.
2: uh, Well, um, and speaking of comparisons, when when I went to Google I.O., my friend and I were sitting in our hotel room one evening, and we were comparing phones, you know. And she was playing with my phone, and she she didn't like it. She cited, you know, but she she said, you know, she gave me the standard line about how Android is for techie people and iOS isn't. And I said, really, how do do you mean? Because that doesn't really make sense to me. And she said, well when you're using iOS iOS is kind of idiot proof because when you do something it'll say are you sure and then you'll say yes and then it'll say are you really really sure and you say yes again so you you don't you, you don't mess things up and you know you're not going to mess anything up but with Android you just hit the button and it does the thing and so you you can't really change your mind without knowing how to change your mind and and you know that was interesting to me because I think a lot of people, you know, want the cutting edge, but then they complain about it. But I think that what they want is that security of, of feeling that they're not going to break it, even though, you know, you, you really have to work hard to break it. Well, they want to go
3: bowling, <laughs> but they want to have gutter guards. You Here's know, what we don't
1: do. We, we have, before bat. people get a new phone, we have them take an IQ test. And then the features on your phone will be
0: set
3: based
1: on the answers
0: to the questions.
1: Driving tests don't stop
3: people from driving poorly. I (laughs) think that's that's a great idea, that. (laughs) It's it's how we trainers stay in business, right, Steve? Yes, exactly right. And I think, Anna, that kind of stops in some of the things that are coming because as Apple adopts more and more Android, and they adopted five big things that we've enjoyed in Android for a very long time, it adds more complexity to it. And as someone who has to provide troubleshooting for iBlink Radio or other apps, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask an iOS 8 is, what keyboard are you using? Is that flexi? You know, because now I have to mm-hmm. think that might not be the Apple standard keyboard that might be a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I already know to think about that in Android. That might be something because we were talking about with the uh, Google versus Samsung TT keyboards. Mm. So uh, it's going to add some complexity. There's going to be some things as the wall starts to have not not necessarily holes in the wall, but they're going to put windows with bars up. And so things can pass through a little easier. And again, the same argument that used to hit this show a long time ago was fragmentation. Fragmentation exists on every platform now. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, and long in the tooth devices are going to have these problems. Look what you guys said about considering one is kind of, the place to begin four O is still kind of the cutoff for a lot of uh, AT vendors as we passed in this show and in development interviews with other developers. But a, a large number of people get shoved into seven on iOS. You know, you don't have a choice, and there's your automatic cutoff. And I know going to stay forward back on for my gonna apps, that's,
1: I'm not going to bother yeah. supporting below four one. You know, any support would just be incidental. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know. Well,
3: in, in talkback changes so radically too, when you, when you go to older versions, it's not like that as much when you go jelly bean to KitKat, Uh, but there was a time there where we had to remember, uh, when we would get in things to mailbag about, you know, what version is that phone at and what is it doing? And as long as they don't fracture talkback as what happens with the Amazon Kindle fire, because they've kind of changed gestures, And the way TalkBack works, I mean, it still runs, you know, a version of Android and it still has accessibility in it. But we look at Android, uh, Kindle Fire OS as its own thing. So you have to consider those as two separate things. I don't want TouchWiz to start going too far in that direction. Um, Let it just stay in the skin. Don't modify too much in accessibility because then there's a lock-in. Then you get used to it and then you will never leave Samsung.
0: Yeah, but I'm not looking forward to, Joe, when uh, L comes out and then everyone on the Ice Free list goes, when is my Galaxy Nexus going to get L? You know
3: I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: for three months, you yes, know? <laughs> every day. I still don't have L. Why isn't L here? Where the Where's L is L? it? <laughs> Where the I wish, L is it? I, I honestly
3: <laughs> wish, if, if, if anything, if the Google Access team is listening, I honestly wish you could find a way for us to flash those silly ROMs with accessibility. So I don't have to see that on the lists anymore. Uh, (laughs) Here it is. Here's the manual image. If you want it, go do it. Go brick your device. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Steve, you were talking about Android at site village. So you got a chance to talk about some devices and uh, you had a phone phone that was unique that you were demonstrating. What, what, what was the crowd's feeling about when they came by your booth? At, well, uh, um, we, we got quite a bit of um, positive feedback. Um,
0: first of all, let me tell you, I was showing off um, regular Android because we sell regular Android phones and tablets. Um, but I was also showing off a phone called Telerion. That's T-E-L-O-R-I-O-N. And basically what it is, it's a customized S3 or S4 Mini. Those are the two phones it works on currently. So we put uh, basically um, mod on it because we have to route the phone to get deep into its levels. And then they've put software on it. It's a French company, Tellerion. And they've put software on it. And then they've put a rubberized overlay on it. And at the top, you've got six holes, which are navigation holes. So you, you press one for up arrow, one for down arrow. And then you've got the OK and the back key and the clear key and so on. And then below that, you've got numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, star, hash. And that's all you've got. And the way you do texting is that you type kind of, you know, ABC method. Two is ABC, three is DEF and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and I had quite a bit of feedback on this because a lot of people in, in the UK certainly are still finding secondhand phones and wanting me to put talks on them, believe it or not. You know, mm. this is symbian. It's dead, folks. You know, <laughs> but mm. people are finding Nokia C fives with regular keypads, and Do you they still have access to cell talks. Like, does it? Yes, yes. Wow, um, I wasn't yes. even sure. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we still put talks on phones, and but this thing is, an it's, it's an it's a regular Android phone, so you can come out to Android, and you've got CM CM on there, so you haven't got the uh, Samsung bloatware on there either. But if you're in tellerion and it's in tellerion by default and it always boots into tellerion as well so you you can't lose speech or anything like that you've then got this simple menu system that says like one phone two email three it's a bit like sa joe if if you know what i mean it's um you know it has um you know one two three four five six and so on and you can press the numbers directly to get into the menu so if if, for example you want to go into utilities you press number five Okay, so you're in utilities and then you get GPS and Alarm and so on, because, yes, it has got a GPS app in it. It's got an OCR app in it. It's got a QR code and barcode scanner in it. It's got various apps in it. It's got Internet radio in it and various things. And it was quite a lot of interest in it because there are still people who don't like the concept of the touchscreen, whether it's Android or iPhone, they're frightened of this flatbed of glass or other things. In some ways, Telerion is more efficient than Android in the sense that if you're in the middle of a phone call you know what it's like where you have to feel around the keypad, find the letter you want and then, you know, the number you want and then lift your hand off it and things like that. And you're in a noisy place and you can't always hear talk back. Well, with Tell Orion, of course, you can just find the hole you want to press, you know, and there's a bump on the number five and things like that. And you can just enter numbers into, you know, like banking apps and things that would be, you know, banking systems, menu systems. And so I was showing off Tell Orion, and there was quite a bit of positive feedback about it. I mean, there was... Some negative in the sense that it only supports two handsets at the moment and it's only on Android 4.2. But it's a kind of bridge, if you like, because then if you then get confident and you want to do Android stuff, you can take the overlay off. So now you've just got the touchscreen and you've got the regular S4 mini phone and you can go into Android and do what you want to yeah, do, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, go on the Play Store, you know, mm-hmm. do what you like. Mm-hmm. So you've got kind of the best of both worlds, if you see what I mean. You know, so mm-hmm. we sell Tellurion in the U.K., I don't know who currently sells it in the US, if anybody, but it's it's a great kind of let's introduce you to touchscreen phones idea, you know, and yet you've still got a quite a decent phone for Android stuff. So if you really don't eventually want to, you want to come out of Tell Orion and do the Android stuff. Then you can, but I find most people stay in Orion for things like the newspaper and RSS reader, and the, mm-hmm. and it's got internet radio on it and all kinds of stuff, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty cool with it, and I think it's an alternative for some people who are not so sure to look at.
3: Yeah, and you know, the S5 has that easy mode, and it also has a kids mode. Oh, good gravy! Is that kids mode nuts? <laughs> there, there is still that custom launcher feeling. In fact, I think. I, I haven't double-checked this at time of recording, but I do believe the Google Now Launcher is available for all uh, KitKat devices. Yes. So yep. they yes. unplug that from being just a Nexus 5 thing and then just a Nexus yeah. thing. And now yeah. I believe uh, all phones can do that. So you have the ability to you know jump out of TouchWiz if you do not want to yeah. be there, if that's a, a, an option or an issue for you. Yeah. The, there are just, um, I get what your your friend is saying, Anna, in that, Mm-hmm. You know the the multitude of choices sometimes makes people more confused rather than giving them freedom. They'd rather have less choices because it's easier to learn or memorize. And I see that with my parents. Uh, my father's scared to death of touchscreen phones. He's cited and uses a feature phone because he just doesn't care to uh, want to t- learn these things. And my mom feels more adventurous on her Galaxy S3 but doesn't like using the iPad to look around because she's learned Android. That's what she wants to stay with. And that's what I saw. JJ, I don't, I don't know if you saw what I, I saw at a convention, but there was still a very large contingent of people who wanted a note taker or a Victor reader stream or a blaze or something like that. The hardware was back in force and with a vengeance. And there was still a lot of, you
1: know, New stream is definitely done better than I thought it would, even after the Bard app, and the Blaze is is done reasonably well. It's not even out; it may be out by the time this podcast comes out. I know they had some delays. They um, pre-orders so,
3: sold. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and there there has been quite a few pre-orders uh, sold. It, it's it, it's it's interesting to see that. I mean, there's there's a market, and I think the market is definitely skewed towards the seniors, and that's fine. And You know, it's it's important to recognize that, you know, maybe that is a big enough market to support between seniors and the VA and some of the agency buys. Maybe some of those devices will still be able to survive for the next few years. Or it's about choice.
3: Because I've heard people say, look, I'm getting a note taker because I compare it to the devices. Or if I'm in a pinch and I don't want I've already burned down my battery listening to Audible, I can still take notes. And that's what I kept hearing was, I don't like unlocking a screen in the middle of the night to be able to fast forward. I want to just press a button,
1: which is why th- I'm a big fan of the Baum, uh, the, the new Varial, because that's a really good compromise between note taker and Braille display. You know, right. and, yeah. and more towards yeah. the Braille display price. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, you can yeah. But there devices. is something
2: to be said for physical buttons. I mean, I love my Android. I I wouldn't go back. But there are a lot of times where I really wish I had. A keypad to dial a number in a noisy um, environment—that kind of thing. So there is something to Ryan, be said for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: then buy a keyboard. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Buy buy a Retech or a Revo buy keyboard. A, yeah, I mean, you can on Android, you the
1: can Retech. the well, time well, out. But that's, that's you,
2: like one extra thing to have to plug, you know, to wait, make sure it's charged and carried around. You want a keyboard? You, well, you, 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 you got to buy it. a
0: keyboard.
3: You know. Well, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just well, wanted to be it,
2: part of my device, man.
3: Even screen reader easy. users, look what Freedom Scientific was doing by, by uh, showing off Windows tablets with JAWS at a keyboard. You know, that was their alternative to note takers. Yeah. You can still have yeah. what you know, but still have mm. this small little device to go around with you. And, right. Um, and let's face
1: it, it the, the only reason they're still selling Pac-Mates is because they have a stockpile of them.
3: Yes. There, yeah. So yeah. I, I think, again, so. it is what we know, but I would say, and hearing all the shows on SPN, I get to hear this a lot from our listeners i would say that there is still that i want to be able to have a choice or i think a little bit of slippage of the halo effect because we've had these devices now for five years it's not future tech anymore it's a commonality and now people are starting to see some of the drawbacks inherent to some things that they have gotten used to and then they start to go you know Windows Vista isn't all that bad. No, wait, I won't go that far. Um, no, they <laughs> go back and say, they go back and say, you know, I, I see the glories of why this was a device created for me. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, oh. that is what I'm suggesting as a platform here. I'm just saying this is what I heard at convention.
0: I do have a, a, a solution though for Anna, and that's the yes. uh, Ben Wallace Speaker Band
2: no because that's really could, tempting I'm thinking you of can listen at. to Audible
0: on that you can and I do and I listen to Audible on it as I'm walking around the house and and if, mm-hmm. if the phone goes of course it interrupts it so all you do is tap the middle button on the watch and answer the mm-hmm. phone you hang up and Audible resumes again and you carry on walking around your house doing your ironing or doing whatever you're doing you know and um, I love you, this you, idea it's so much you, better you, than no, I, a, a I, Bluetooth totally speaker or a you know, Bluetooth know,
3: headphone tempted. I yeah, love there, this idea
0: there are only three I, buttons on that darn thing you know and so you can't easily get wrong and you just single tap to put po- play single tap to pause you know you got it and you? So you got your physical one more
2: question about the watch so let's say um when i'm not in when i'm not doing music do can i use the buttons as arrows or not
0: no no, no. Okay. the buttons the buttons no, are purely previous speakers. and next track
2: okay
0: previous and next track and up and down volume okay that's
3: fine so but that's, me, that's
0: good media that's fine yeah yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. Media pause buttons. play it'll do pause hmm. play the middle one yep Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. No, good enough. That is awesome. That is all I really need. That is for
3: for, for Um, what I'm doing and and away from the desk. And no, that is just awesome.
0: I listen to podcasts on it, Joe, you know, because a lot of speech podcasts are in mono, of course. So you don't need anything quality to listen to them on. Pairing it isn't that hard, you said. It's dead easy. Yeah, absolutely dead easy. Holding the power button for about, uh, which is at the bottom at six o'clock on the watch. You're just holding the power button for about 10 seconds and it it comes on it says power on and it actually speaks as well by the way the watch speaks so it says power on and then you keep holding it and it says pairing and then as soon as it says pairing you let go and then search for your own device and then it says connecting you know wow and this is this is 35 pound you know cool stuff and i don't even sell it yet but i'm working on it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> to wrap up this really, really long uh, segment, I do not see any U.S. distributors for the uh, DeLorean. I mean, the Tellurian. No. <laughs> no. Phone. I don't, it comes I with a capacitor. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we got a couple bail bags. We're going to do them and get the heck out of here. Stay tuned. Hims is proud to introduce the Blaze EZ, our new handheld multiplayer. Blaze EZ gives you power and versatility in a device that's simple to use. Blaze EZ is in a league all of its own. A five-megapixel camera gives you the power to scan menus, brochures, and other printed texts. Wi-Fi gives you access to podcasts, internet radio, and other content. Bluetooth lets you connect wirelessly to an external speaker of your choice, and there's so much more. For more information, visit us at www.hims-inc.com. Hems, your needs are our solutions. You've got me. Just a couple quick mailbags here on that Android Show31 where we're here celebrating National Catfish Month. What? I don't,
2: Romance your catfish.
1: Romantic <laughs> With some peaches for dessert.
0: <laughs> Peachy. Yeah.
1: Um Christine wants to know which Samsung to get between the S3, S4, S5, S S5. S5. By far, all that other, all the accessibility stuff that we've talked about ad nauseum is in the S5. It's not in those other. Absolutely, yep. yeah, no question at all. That was simple. Uh, we got a voicemail.
2: I was wondering what the the quiz game that JJ demoed. Do you have to have the speech real fast, or does it give, you, or is there a way you can set time limits? For example, you can set it so it won't time you out at a certain time. I was wondering if you can do that. Also. I'm wondering if they're going to bring uh, Super Egg Hunt to Android. Super Egg Hunt is from LWorks, and it's a addicting game to play on the computer. Thanks, guys.
1: Oh, Tony, 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 you're talking to me about Quiz App. No, you can slow down the speech, but you're going to miss the questions, buddy. Um, the there is The accessibility that is in that app is just there by accident, really. So it's on a clock and you have, I think 20 seconds or so to answer the question. And if you slow down your speech, you're probably not going to hear the whole question in 20 seconds. So yeah, you either do speech fast or you don't play quiz App. That's just how it is, I guess. There's yeah. no other, no, there's no accessibility options, features, anything um, in there. It's not like the Apple two, where you could slow down your speech and that would actually hold up everything, you know, the process. Oh or gosh,
0: that's going back.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's well, way back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a uh, if you have an I report or anything you want uh, or an a report you want to uh, to send us you can uh, go yes. to that android an that at that android show on twitter resources at cerril talk s e r o t a l k dot com
2: now it's it's u- useful to mention because you know a lot of our mailbag um, items are questions about how to do one thing or another. We have some new resources for um, the Android community. I think I'll talk about them next week because i really disorganized today. Next um, week? Uh,
1: We're doing weekly shows now?
2: <laughs> my weeks are next long. Sh- they go for 30 days. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. Good. Um, so,
2: so next month, um, I will mention the two new resources. I've also actually posted some stuff on my blog. Who knew? Wow. And... I think Steve, you might be a trainer in your other life. Yes,
0: I am. Yeah, um, one of the, we do we do Android training over the phone, over Skype, over really, however you want to do it. Um, and
2: reasonable not, rates, not, reasonable not rates, not free. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Usually, usually um, thirty pounds an hour, and um, if anyone wants to take
1: um, advantage of that.
0: Anywhere in the world, <laughs> we can do it, and uh, I've had people—a couple of people—I've trained from the US, and they seem to have been happy too. So I can't think why, because I'm English, and I don't, don't like the English to the US people either.
1: <laughs> well, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, i kidding. You know, you know Android, so that—I mean, that's certainly <laughs> that's certainly a good I'm deal. Kidding, I'm
0: good kidding, I'm kidding. But yes, so we, we offer Android we'll training sure. um, for anyone if they, if they want to take advantage of that. And uh, my contact details will be at the end.
2: And remember, if you meet with a trainer, Steve or anybody else, and whether it's paid or free, you'll get the most out of your training session. If you have a few specific questions, you're not going to learn everything all at once. And you can't just say, well, how do I do, you know, the stuff on my phone and expect to get a specific answer? So prepare for your training session so you can get the most out of it.
0: Yeah, my favorite question I've had so far is, how do I use Android? (laughs) Well... (laughs) You know? <laughs> how much time do you have
2: <laughs> how many days are there in a year really
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah how long's a piece of string but you know <laughs> you know and and that that, that you, you have to be a little bit specific and know what you want but we will try and tailor as much as we can to your needs awesome
1: um speaking of updates as we're kind of rolling towards the end of of this we, as in AT guys, have been selling the the iGro, which is a really cool cooking thermometer uh, with an iOS app. Um, their Android app just came out. I would say at this point, it's about 88% accessible. There's a couple oh. little things that as of the time that we're recording this, um, the pairing button is, it's not even unlabeled. It's one of those blank buttons. You know, when you swipe to it, you just hear nothing. Uh, they have this mm-hmm. top bar um, where the pairing button rests and I believe it's the back button, so with a little bit of trial and error, you can use the thing now. Now iDevice is a really great company they they are totally aware of this, and there's going to be a, a, a fix coming out at some point soon. So once the Android app is fully accessible, we will certainly let you know it's going to work. Uh, you have to have newer devices that generally are Android 4 point3 and up. It has to support the Bluetooth uh, low energy protocol so the the oh, newer nexus cool. 7 does the galaxy s5 does and the i believe the s4 not all the um android phones do at this point so we'll get a list of ones that do and uh stay tuned but it's a i love my eye grill i can actually uh, do a lot of cool grilling and cooking so, cool uh, You can get a lot of the handy Android products and other things at atguys.com or go to Blind Bargains and uh, you might get yourself a a deal on a good or cheap and maybe not as good Android tablet depending on what you're looking for and uh, we try to cover that and uh, that's over at the Blind Bargains.
2: Or for information about Android, check out my blog, accessibleandroid.wordpress.com and there are actually a few new posts up there.
0: Wow! Excellent. Well done. I shall go and look at that myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm Steve. I'm Talking Droid on Twitter, and uh, you can actually email me at steve at comp comproom c o m p r w o m dot co dot uk if you want to talk about training or anything else that we sell. We sell lots of products, a bit like AT Guys, really. You know, we, we try and help as much as we can, and um, and that's me, really.
1: Kind of like AT Guys, but you know, kind much sexier, I'm sure.
0: Not, not as good. No. But more UK. <laughs> but more UK. <laughs>
1: yeah, authentic British accents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it, folks. Uh, thanks for celebrating National Golf Month with us uh, here in August. <laughs> and uh, really appreciate it, uh, along with uh, everything else that we've been doing. It's been fun. Thanks to our producer extraordinaire, uh, Joe Steinkamp, our, our audio guru, Patrick Perdue, and... Uh, Everyone at uh, the wonderful and happy Serotek family for uh, supporting us in that Android show. That Android show, and thanks to all you for listening to number thirty-one of that Android show. We'll see you next time.
2: Bye bye.